Hello guys, welcome to the Chibi and Chill Anime Podcast. I'm Ryan, your host. Welcome. This is a part of the new schedule for the podcast, so I'm going to be dedicating every Monday to publishing a new podcast episode. Every Monday, a weekly podcast. Thank you for trying the podcast out. For those of you who have listened to the past few episodes, it's really, really been great to get your support and see you all enjoying it thank you so much for checking it out if you're new here hi welcome i'm ryan i'm your super nerdy host that loves all things anime and i'm basically a big kid that never actually grew up but that's the best way to be i guess so in the last episode we talked all things sailor moon a series for me that has an enormous nostalgic presence and so much love for it from my childhood right through to to being an adult now in this episode it's all about another global phenomenon and a brand that i absolutely for sure know that you know about and that is pokemon this series had an enormous grip on me in the 90s and 2000s and it still does today I mean, this series hardly needs an introduction, really, does it? It's a super iconic series and a franchise that that has outlived the initial fad it had in the 90s and has since become the world's largest franchise with the media empire spanning video games, anime, movies, board games, trading cards, toys and pretty much anything else you can list they will have a version of and this empire has no plans on slowing down anytime soon so before we dive into the anime side of pokemon let's take a look at how the franchise got its start as a video game franchise first and foremost and then how the anime became a key part of the franchise we love okay guys let's dive into the world of pokemon and try and catch them all So the video games actually started way back in the 1990s with early concepts being drawn up for the new console, the Game Boy. The series found an early start as capsule monsters, utilising the then new mechanics and features of the console. Primarily always being developed by the Japanese team Game Freak and that's continued throughout the series and to the most recent games Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The games went into development as pocket monsters due to difficulty with the trademark. I'm unsure what this difficulty was, however it wasn't until later on that the term Pokemon became the actual brand name and the name for the games. The games are Japanese RPGs with a few twists such as instead of building a team of players, you catch Pokemon Pocket Monsters, which can then be traded in multiplayer options, allowing you to catch them all within a wider community. These are then placed in battles against one another within the regions, gyms and routes. The third twist is the fact that each game comes in two versions, two completely separate versions, 
with a select number of Pokemon. Wait, with a select number of Pokemon being absent from each version. A commercial stroke of genius that has not only made the games popular but also invited a collectible element to the series, ensuring a more commercial success. So this one idea has essentially doubled whatever the forecasted sales were for each game, in theory, with there being two launched instead of one. The games then hit the Japanese market in 1996, hitting their peak in sales in 1997, thanks to the marketing of a mythical 151st Pokemon, Mew. Mew was available through limited cartridges and competitions, so Mew wasn't actually added to the game in the first go. It was actually a marketing strategy to help promote the series, promote the brand, that was actually just starting out, so it was a really key moment for them to to anchor onto the catch em all tagline and the theory of Pokemon and the concepts. The slow start in Japan, however, wasn't felt when the series made the move over to Europe and the USA, thanks to the new name Pokemon that finally became available to them and their funding. They started the trading card game and anime, which all three areas more or less hit these markets simultaneously. So the Pokemon kind of bomb hit these regions and absolutely took over. The series launched in the UK back in 1999, and by 1999 the Japanese market needed a sequel to their original Red and Blue releases and in the latter end of the year, Pokemon Gold and Silver made their debut that featured a new region, Johto, and featured new mechanics thanks to an in-game real-time clock that could affect moments in the game, so much like we see the weather patterns and the night and day cycles in modern games and modern consoles. This was a spark of genius, and this was mind-blowing at the time because the real world could affect your actual game. Not taking into account the sales for Scarlet and Violet, the most recent games, the Pokemon franchise of games has sold over 368 million units, which is absolutely no mean feat, and it's quite clear that these games have become smash hits on every market, in every region, and I think that number has been helped by the collectability of the games and the fact that they release two every time. So this is an anime podcast, so of course we have to dive into the anime that is Pokemon. So in 1997, Pokemon the series made its debut a year after the release of Red and Green in Japan. The series follows Ash Ketchum, a 10-year-old boy who dreams of being a Pokemon master. Ash continues to be the main character for the series for 17 years. Years with a story for Ash ending this month in January 2023 with the final 11 episodes of his story. That has been all over the news, it was all over t- Twitter um, over the Christmas period. It's super, super sad to see the story ending in that way. You know, this is a childhood character that we've grown up with that has become so, so iconic for the series. It literally made the series what it was and what it is. But it is exciting that. Pokemon is taking a new chance on a new set of protagonists. It looks, there are hints that it could be Asha's daughter and maybe we're moving forward in the timeline now. So 
Fingers crossed that it's maybe not the full-on end for Ash. Maybe we'll see snippets of him later on. But anyway, we digress. So the anime followed each region of the Pokemon games, allowing fans to not only undertake their own journey on their gaming consoles, but also follow Ash in his journey through the regions. The anime helped to bring the game characters further to life and give them more personality. We get to see the wild array of new Pokemon each season in their environments and see how they battle. So you could play and build your own team from these new Pokemon each time in each region. And simultaneously, while playing the game, you could watch the anime episodes and see the Pokemon in your team, on your on your little squad, and see them interact in the anime. It was really, really cute. It was a really nice idea. I love the tie-in between the anime and the and the games. It's so clever and it's so nicely done. It really helps build a really thorough world for Pokemon. So in the first episode of the anime, entitled Pokemon I Choose You, it's quite an emotional episode. I think when you look back at the original first anime season, it's filled with emotional moments and ones that not only made me cry as a child, but also gets me emotional today as an adult. I have no worries admitting that. You can't tell me that you didn't cry when Pikachu was hurt in the first episode by the Spearow. Or how about when Charmander's flame nearly went out in the rain? Or how about when he set Butterfree free? Those are three core memories for me. And three quite emotional core memories. I can remember crying at those as a child. And every time I see memes about those moments, oh my god, it's just core memory unlocked. So since first episode and these types of moments... Pikachu has become the brand's key mascot and with his face and likeness being featured everywhere. If you know Pokemon, you know Pikachu and people who don't know Pokemon or aren't fans of it know who Pikachu is. That's how prolific the brand and the the mascot is. Dan Anime introduced a trio of the most loved villains in all of anime. Jesse and James and Meowth of Team Rocket who are set to capture Ash's Pikachu in the anime for their boss, Giovanni. These two have become major icons, or these three, should I say, have become major icons for the series, with the portrayal of James being praised for his, what's now seen today as his fluid gender moments and openness. These types of portrayals were omitted in the Western dubs of the anime series, but can be seen in the Japanese versions of the anime. We see quite a lot of omitted moments in anime throughout the west and especially during the 90s a lot of stuff was omitted we don't see it quite so much today but that was quite common in in the 90s and 2000s in 2016 pokemon combined the storylines of their iconic games to the anime series even further with a short anime series called pokemon generations the series was 18 episodes long and each was around three to five minutes long, so bite-sized episodes, and these episodes focused more closely to the first six generations of the franchise and core video game lines. So none of the spin-offs, but the core core line of video games. One of the really nice elements in this mini-anime series is the opening for episode one. On this screen, we see the opening titles for Pokemon Red, along with the menus and the iconic, iconic Pokemon music. They then animate this super nice blend where the game footage of a Bulbasaur battling a Pikachu is blended into anime and the series begins with Pikachu 
then battling into various regions. We see featured cameo appearances from legendary Pokemon such as Lugia, Latios, Latias, Regigigas and more. It's it's really, really cool to see this journey through the different regions that we explore in the game. All the deserts, the Icelands, the caves, all the really wild areas of the games. We see them kind of battle through those in about four minutes. So what's interesting in this series is that Pokemon decided to give the Pokemon more animal-like sounds in the series instead of them saying their names like in the mainline anime. This, I think, may be to make a further link to the video game. As in the series, the Pokemon make computer aesthetic noises because that was how they sounded in the 90s. You know, a lot of a lot of games used a very computerised noise for, for creatures and that's what Pokemon did as well. And it stayed un- until now. And... What I wasn't aware of until I looked into the research for this podcast is that Pokemon did a similar anime miniseries that paid homage to the video games back in 2013 as well, called Pokemon Origins. The story follows the story of Pokemon Red and Blue, the traditional games, and was released in Japan broadcasting on TV Tokyo. It could be watched on the Pokemon TV series for about a month from November to December, and then the first episode was released on the official Pokemon YouTube channel in 2016, until it was removed a year later in 2017. So the series had a really short and limited run, with it hardly being shown outside of Japan, and if you were like me in the West, you didn't really get a look in at this series, it was super limited, and I do question why Pokemon decided not to share this series. It sounds really, really cool. I would have loved to have seen this series as well if it was, again, a mini-series. So, yeah, not really sure. If you have checked it out, please do let me know. I think I'd love to see some clips of it. I think as much as I love the Pokemon anime, I think the older ones, the original couple of series hold a different kind of nostalgia for me, so they have a really special place in my heart. I did really like Pokemon Sun and Moon. That was a really fun series. I really liked the art style. Because it was slightly different, it really grabbed my attention quite early on. And it did take a little bit of getting used to. It was quite jarring at first. I was so used to seeing Ash in a very certain style. But I did did get quite fond of it in the end. What is your favourite anime series of Pokemon? I think there are so many now and the first one, the second one, the third one always has a special place for me and I don't know if it's just me, I'm always scared of revisiting them just in case they don't hold up to the same nostalgia so I like to keep them kind of in my memory, I know that they were special at that time but let me know, have you revisited them? Have you gone back and watched them? Are they as good as we remember them? So, Pokemon being the Pokemon franchise it is, it did plenty, and has done plenty, and continues to do them, plenty of Pokemon movies, anime movies. For me, these are one of the key cornerstones of the Pokemon franchise, and I can remember getting a Pokemon 2000 and the Pokemon the movie on a special, special made yellow cased DVD that matched my yellow boxed VHS episode series, and... 
Oh my god, I watched those things until the DVD just cracked, or it broke somehow. I think it might, it might have got too many scratches on it, so I couldn't watch it anymore. But wow, those were those those were my pride and joy. Those DVDs, and although the movies had their moments, I believe the Pokemon movie, Pokemon Two Thousand, and Pokemon Forever, and Pokemon Three, the third movie with Entei, are just peak Pokemon movies. These movies again followed the same emotional tones of the anime series and became so iconic for the series with how involved Ash becomes with the Pokemon and how the stories of each movie's legendary Pokemon is told. I loved the flute music that was featured during the Pokemon 2000 movie with Luz, Lugia and the legendary birds. That music became the theme tune for that generation and after the film aired it created such a moment during the movie it just was so simply and beautifully done in anime and it if I think about it now it gives me a slight studio Ghibli vibe to it and Pokemon 3 I found super interesting with the introduction of Entei and the three mythical dogs and the story of Molly Hale a girl that can transform into an older and younger version of herself thanks to the power of the unknown Pokemon so this is the movie that where we start to see the introduction of this alphabetic hieroglyphic form of Pokemon and also that giant crystal palace that they lived in. Wow, that was an absolute vibe back then. Wow, it was just insane. And the franchise now includes 23 animated films and one live action film. So it just keeps going. The Pokemon anime side of the franchise just does not stop and I think they'll continue to make anime as long as they make games because it's clearly a a recipe that works for them and it's it helps build their brand helps build their worlds out it helps build their characters out so yay more anime for us so speaking of nostalgia I think is at this point will be a good moment to kind of talk about the how the Pokemon Company kind of recaptivated their old audiences with Pokemon Go. So, during 2016, the world was captivated by an augmented reality phenomenon that was entitled Pokemon Go. I think this section hardly needs an introduction, but just in case you haven't had a go on it, if you mind the pun, Pokemon Go is a mobile game that allows you to journey and catch Pokemon in the real world through augmented reality. And this game took the world by literal storm and everyone was playing it. Everyone, even people that didn't even like Pokemon in the past, who weren't even into things like that, were playing it because of the hype. And this game allowed people like me who grew up watching Ash go on his journeys, playing the video games to take on their own real life Pokemon adventure and catch Pokemon in their real world was just crazy. It was it's almost like we were able to live out our dream, or as close as it can be. And we've wished for Pokemon to be real, and suddenly they basically were, they basically are. The release of this game allowed me to step back into the anime and Pokemon side of myself. So this game, because of its release and because of everyone starting to look into Pokemon again... I went through a patch where I tried to not like this stuff and purposely try and, you know, kind of, right, I'll step aside of it now because society says, you know, 
I'm 24, I shouldn't really be looking into this stuff, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be liking Pokemon now, you know, it's for kids, blah, blah, blah. And the release of this game allowed me to kind of dip a toe back in and look into it again and look, enjoy playing the game again and reintroduce myself to all this Pokemon again. And, you know, this, this game allowed me to completely rediscover a part of me that I tried to shut down. So this game is so popular, but I think it's so popular because quite a few people may have gone through the same kind of thing that I tried to do, tried to kind of conform and tried to, to grow up and not like the stuff that they do like. And now, let me let me tell you, it's come back with a vengeance. I am just, my house is full of anime stuff, plus my partner, it does, it does put up with a lot. But I think that is part of the magic of the game and part of the magic of Pokemon, that no matter how far the generations go, They'll always include the older versions. You'll always see the original Pokemon being pushed and promoted and on the artworks. And that nostalgia for us never, ever ends with the series. And Pokemon Go basically reintroduced the world to, to the hype that it once had. And and it's never left. It really has never left. Nintendo saw a rise in their share price of 36% after the release of Pokemon Go and 40 million downloads in the first month of release. That is just insane levels of numbers. And I think this game helped foster the Pokemon community even further, like I was saying. We were able to trade, battle, and send postcards and gifts to in-game friends around the world. And it's just so nice to see there is this community of people who play Pokemon Go, people who watch the anime, people who watch the movies, play the games, or people like me that do all of it, that are part of a community and the Pokemon community and it's so nice as an adult to be able to engage with these other people and see their posts and comment on them, you know, share thoughts on the series, share thoughts on the games, the anime, Pokemon news and be able to be who we are, you know, we love Pokemon and, you know, there are people in society that say, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't like Pokemon with with 28, with 30, whatever. You know, who cares? It doesn't matter. Life is far too short to not enjoy what you enjoy, whether you're a kid, an adult, whatever. As long as it doesn't harm anyone, we're fine. So Pokemon has really stood the test of time and continues to be a worldwide phenomenon to this day since its launch. A testament to its status is the fact that decades later, moments of the anime series can still be remembered today vividly and the community is still talking about them, making memes about them and they're still circulating on the internet every day. The franchise is so large that fans like me always have something to look forward to or some form of media to be enjoying whether it's a video game, anime, Pokemon Go or everything in between. The anime series now consists of over 1,200 episodes, 23 movies and a number of side stories, which if you watch all the episodes of the anime, it's over 450 hours of viewing. So if you are going to get started, I'd get started today. No matter if you're just starting out with your Pokemon journey or you're a veteran fan like me, the anime is definitely worth the watch. It may not be like Chainsaw Man or Demon Slayer, like the hit animes that are currently topping the charts every single time on Crunchyroll, 
but for a light-hearted, nostalgic trip that's a perfect Sunday watch, I definitely recommend it. We're about to see quite a different change and a different shift in the anime with the introduction of a new mainline protagonist and it's an exciting time for new viewers of the anime. However, the beauty of the series is that really, no matter what your favourite generation is or your favourite games are, you can jump into that season with that theme and enjoy that region's, that region's world and that region's Pokedex and you've not missed too much of the story. Pokemon has this magical formula where each new generation promises new storylines for anime, movies, games and of course all of the merch that comes with it and we get captivated each and every time. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Chibi and Chill the Anime Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed learning some facts about anime from a Pokemon point of view. I know it's Sometimes people can forget that Pokemon has the anime from the anime community. It can be easily forgotten, so it's nice to kind of bring it to the forefront sometimes. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and Facebook. I'll leave some links in the show notes so you can check me out on there or simply search Chibiweeb Anime and I'll be there. On my Etsy shop, you can find a bunch of Chibi-style illustration prints of various anime characters and some Pokemon-themed ones too, so do be sure to check them out. I'll leave shop links in the show notes as well. Next time, I believe it's a tie-up, whether it's going to be a Studio Ghibli-style episode or one about Cardcaptor Sakura, so keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram and I'll reveal the next episode soon. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me today. Thank you for checking out this podcast. Please do subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. It really does help the podcast. It really does help the viewers, help the rankings. Thank you for your support. Until next time, guys. Bye. I'll see you next Monday.